as a kid, I had scars around my cheek and under my eye. So you can imagine every time I would walk in public, people stare. And when there are no words said, we make up the words. We internalize it and it held me back. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Ladies, now you all know the phrase that sometimes mama knows best. That's right. And our next guest, Lauren Dreyer, took her mother's advice when she wrote her book, Go With Your Gut, Then Keep Going. Yes, she was so inspired by the words of a friend who said, the book that needs writing will write itself. So what did our girl Lauren do? She just sat down one day with her trusty, (laughs) dusty 99 cent spiral notebook and wrote that damn book. Yes. And let me tell you, ladies, she has a lot to share. So Lauren will tell you her story. She was scarred as a child due to the removal of these large birthmarks on her face. And as a child and throughout her life, she endured the cruelty of people staring and commenting about her physical appearance. And ladies, we know, we all know the stories that get stuck in our head. The stories that we're not good enough, we're not perfect enough, we can never be successful, fill in the blank, girl. We all do it. Yes, we do. But listen, Lauren decided not to let these false narratives hold her back. She knew that she was meant for more. So she set off on a journey. And we've been talking about this so much, but she went through the journey of healing her own past traumas so that she could triumph over tragedy. Yeah. And now today, Lauren has built a career as a mindset enthusiast. She's an author of the book, Go With Your Gut, Then Keep Going. And she herself hosts a podcast called Go With Your Gut. She has decided to take action and manifested the life that she's always wanted to live. Today, she shares with us the tools that she used to change her own habits which in turn actually changed her life. And now she's using these same tools to help women like you, like me, like Shelby, let go of who we have been in the past and discover who they are now and figure out their new path in life. Yes. And to our listener out there who finds some nugget of wisdom in the podcast that we share with you today, please leave us a review. Let us know what tools and tips best resounded with you and leave us a review. We we love you. And now without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Lauren Dreyer. All right, dear midlife listeners, today we welcome to our podcast, Lauren Dreyer. And Lauren is here to talk about how to go with your gut, then keep going and find your way in life. So Lauren, welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we are so excited for this conversation. Yes. So ready to dive in and let's just go there. Let's just go with the book you've recently written called Go With Your Gut, Then Keep Going. Tell us what inspired you to write that book and what 
is the message you want our listeners to take away? Absolutely. So the book came about because I was going through a season of life where I thought, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Where do I need to go? And what does that look like? And I had had a conversation with my mom and I said, here are the two things that stand out to me. And one of those was a public speaker. I'm not afraid of it. I, I could do it. And she looked at me and said, you've got a great message, Lauren, you could do it but I think you need a book to go with it. Mama knows best, right? Right. She does. I wish I had your mom. (laughs) Inspiration. You know, she, she is my optimist yet my realist. And Mm. I love that about her. And so I was born with birthmarks, which I had taken off um, by about the time I was six or so. And I had a lot of negative self-talk. And so Mm -hmm. she knew that. And she said, okay, you need to tell the world your story. I think you have a great message. And so I thought I'm going to help people get past their uh, outer image issues and build that confidence. Mm -hmm. And so I went home, I started, you know, writing everything. I couldn't get past chapter three guys. And I'm like, like, why in the hell can I not get past chapter three? This is a story about me. What is wrong with me? And I had another conversation with someone else who said, Lauren, the book that needs to be written writes itself. What do you need to tell people? And I thought, oh, okay. Went home, wrote an outline. Everything could not have poured out faster. And so I ended up incorporating my my past with a self-image and negative self-talk and a lack of uh, self-worth and confidence how that translated into where I was at that point. So I took a real large personal development dive for myself, dug in and it ended up being, here's all the tools that I've developed that I have implemented into my own life to help me work through all of my crap and to help me say, no, I'm doing this for me Mm -hmm. because what do we want to do as women, right? We want to be who everybody wants us to be. We need to be the mom, the wife, the the employee, whatever the heck everybody says, this is what I think you should do. And I was in that spot of, I want to do what the hell I want to do. Damn it. That's right. Yeah. And all these people are saying, here's what you should do. Do the safe thing. And I was just like, yeah, but that's not what lights me up. That's not (sighs) where, that's not where I want to go. And so I started digging into what that looked like. And what I do, y'all, is insanely vulnerable. It is insanely, Mm. let's just say public and Mm. transparent. And I have to put all my crap out there. And I got to be okay with people close to me not being okay with that. And that is hard. Lauren, you are our spirit animal. (laughs) Yes. I swear. I swear. Like, this is exactly why we developed this podcast mm-hmm. was for ah. these moments for the the listener out there who is going through exactly what you have just articulated. We live in this space of woulda, coulda, shoulda and trying to be all of these things for other people who at the end of the day are going to go on with their life 
and don't give a damn about where we end up. And you have put this into such beautiful context for us. Thank you for that. I want to know like some of these self-development things that you had to dig into. Give us some idea of what were some of those things and and then let's unpack some of them a little bit around what mm-hmm. you discovered. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that took the weight off this journaling, this journal, this 99 cent Walmart <laughs> flat spiral <laughs> that you get the I wide rule ones cheaper, get the wide <laughs> rule cheaper because no one nobody <laughs> wants wide rule. I mean, I don't care what the hell you have to write on something to physically write, because I tell you what, the minute I started physically writing y'all, there's scientific proof about this. It helped me to work through all the crap that was in my head that was pissing me off. That shouldn't have been pissing me off all the things that I was making up because let's face it. We do that. That voice everybody in your does head. it. Yes. Everybody does it, whether you mm-hmm. say you do or not. I started writing anything and everything and saying, here's what's in my head. Is this real or is it not? Is this stupid Mm. for me being mad at this person? Or am I just making up crap because I don't want to look at my own crap, right? Right. And I started doing that. I'm, I'm human. I don't do it every morning. I try. That's the first thing. The second thing is (laughs) podcasts because Mm -hmm. you can choose what you listen to, you can choose what goes in your head, what you're feeding yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what am I listening to? And so I found people who I wanted to be like, but in my own way. So it was finding people to speak that encouragement so that, you know, when I am driving somewhere, when I am in my head, when I'm doing all the mundane things at home, it's Lauren, you can do this but you have to do it. And then getting real with myself and looking inward, doing the hard work. Some of that's journaling. Some of that may very well be therapy, which I've learned. Being able to be real with yourself Mm -hmm. and who you want to be, what does that look like? And that's hard work because it takes calling out our weaknesses and all the things that we don't want to admit that bring us down every day, mm-hmm. when you can actually look into it, they lose power over you. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing for me. Meeting mm-hmm. yourself and other people where you are, because we're all too hard on ourselves, myself included. <laughs> and you know, all this stuff is stuff that you can do now every day, but it takes courage to actually look at yourself and say, here's where I need to fix myself so that I can go where I want to go. Because we're so busy trying to help everybody and fix everybody else that you got to know where you are first. And last but not least, which this is kind of a big one that embodies a lot of things, know what the hell your body is saying to you. Because I have sat for the past year and a half and said, this is what I'm feeling. This is what's going on inside my head. And last year I was having a conversation with a coworker and I had been one of those people that I was like, yeah, I don't need therapy. I don't want to be the person that needs therapy. And she said, 
I've been going to a therapist for a long time and it's got that bad label on it. Right. And so only the really screwed up people do this. And she's (laughs) like, you have no idea how much it's helped. And I'm like, done. All right. So uh, I'm just under a year of starting therapy and good God, I cannot tell you how life-changing that has been because it helped look at all the crap I was putting on myself. Yeah. And the ways that I didn't know I needed to communicate with everybody around me and what that looked like. Mm. And as I uncovered that, I thought, okay, some of these other things that are bugging me are still not fixed. So what does that look like? I figured out that along with my very high anxiety that I also have been apparently struggling of a lifetime of ADHD. Wow. And everybody would, anybody around me would say, yeah, I don't think so because I'm not the one sitting here just like doing this mm-hmm. all day. Eating and mm-hmm. It is all in my head and it affects me so much, but it didn't trigger until I had my two kids and all of the crap started coming out. Mm. So listening to your body and what it's telling you, only you know what your body is telling you and only you know what you're feeling. That's right. Yeah, I so much. There was so much there to <laughs> unpack. Um, but I want to go back to one of the first things that you said, which is about the stories that we tell ourselves in our head. Yeah. And I, it's my opinion, many of us struggle with themes and these stories that we tell ourselves in our heads today because mm-hmm. of small traumas or big traumas for that matter that yeah. have impacted us early on in yep. our lives. And we have never fully resolved or dealt with those traumas. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you had mentioned that you had had some perhaps physical uh, birthmarks that may have left you with um, an image a story that you were telling yourself in your head about the importance of image. Um, and certainly ego plays into that so much. And I really feel it's the play between the stories we tell ourselves in our head and our ego that stops us from moving forward. So what specifically did you do to stop telling yourself these stories? How did you get beyond the stories you were telling in your head to, to move forward, because I really believe that's genuinely a sticking point for a lot of women. Mm -hmm. To start, I'd say we tend to put people from our past, from growing up on a pedestal, you know, who did you look up to as a kid? Who did you, you know, maybe take direction from, because that could look different from everybody, whether it be a parent, a teacher, a coach, a leader of some sort. Who did you put on a pedestal and what did they teach you? Because that all has to do with programming and some of it's not bad and some of it was never meant to be bad, but some of it, the way that we internalize it with what we, everything we've got going on, Mm -hmm. we make it that way. Mm. So as a kid, I had scars around my cheek and under my eye. And they used to be rough and red. And growing up, I didn't wear makeup. So you can imagine every time I would walk into a bathroom, I would see that 
but also being out in public, people stare, kids stare, Mm -hmm. kids have no filter. And when there are no words said, we make up the words. Yeah. And we internalize it. And that turned into confidence issues of Lauren, you're not good enough to do this. Mm. You can't do this. And it held me back uh, multiple times. And I mean, some of it goes back to grade school, but that translated into adulthood of trying new things and failing because that good enough thing said, I don't think I can do that. I don't know how to do it. So I don't think I can. And that translates into everything, whether it be going for a big promotion or just doing something new or going into a new season of life. Yeah. And when I started unpacking everything, I'm like, where did all of this come from? Right. And some of the things that were taught come from generations back because everybody just does how it's always been done. Right. And the world is not like it was decades ago. So thinking about your beliefs, the values that you've always had, because those were the ones taught to you, what do you need to let go of? Mm -hmm. And really kind of going back, digging into what you were taught as a kid and reprogramming. Mm-hmm. Do I need to go about it in a different way? Right. So learning how to dig into that and say, okay, this is what I was taught, but what does it look like in this specific mm-hmm. relationship? I grew up around a lot of mechanical logistic minds. My brain doesn't work like that. <laughs> I am a girl. I feel that <laughs> to say the least. Right. And and so I had a lot of shame around being emotional because nobody wants to be around the crier, guys. Mm. <laughs> well, well, that's how I Trinity let is emotion. laughing because she knows that I am like the number one crier of Shelby's all time. Yeah, I'm a crier. Yeah. I I'm own it, girl. You. I own it. I do too. And it took me a long time to get rid of the shame from yeah. being yeah. a crier. And I'm like, that's how I let out emotions, feelings, stress overwhelmed yeah. mm-hmm. in different ways. And when we're told that nobody wants to be around that, or you shouldn't do it all of a sudden, it's like, I can't be me. I can't be who right. I'm supposed to. So yeah. what the hell do but you I know? Do? What's funny is that when you think about it, whether it's being a crier, whether it is being the only person who is, looks like you acts like you or talks like you in the room whether it is, you know, having a birthmark on your face or being the loudest person, everybody (laughs) that I've ever talked with, there's so few people that don't seem to deal with some representation of I'm not good enough because I can't do this because now I challenge you all. I want you to come up with five people that you personally know in your life that don't have that in their mindset somewhere or haven't had that as part of their mindset at some yeah. point. I will venture a guess it is very difficult for you to find those people, which yeah. tells me that it doesn't fucking matter what your thing is. I'm going to look at it and say it was my birthmark. I'm going to look at it and say I was the only black person in my high school. I'm going to look at it and say it's because, you know, my parents treated me like this. We all have a thing. Yep. And I feel like we have to dig into not what the thing is, 
but what is the root mm-hmm. cause behind that? And I find that most of the time it's coming from some form of fear. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love and if that. We yeah. can really pinpoint it all the way back to the root cause of what that fear is. And I've lived in the space of saying, well, it's because I'm too loud. Yep. So nobody likes me. Well, no, bitch, that's not it. Nobody is thinking about that. There's this stuff back here. You've got to get back all the way to what your real fear is. And it is your fear of being great. Yeah. I look at my life personally and I'm like, I know that there is so much more. I know that there is this life that I'm not walking in fully. Mm -hmm. And why am I not? It's not because I have a big butt really. And truly it's not, it's because I have a fear of my own greatness. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think that that is an interesting point. And I think to go back to what you were saying, Lauren, it sounds like we have to get back. I agree with you, Trinity, to what is at the root of yeah. this fear. And I think, Lauren, what I hear you've been able to do is ask yourself, is this serving me today? Yep. Or why am I telling myself this story to Trinity's point? What am I afraid of? And I think really what it comes down to is asking ourselves, is this serving me today? And is this true? And if it's not true, what is? Because, you know, that whole story that we tell ourselves, I'm not good enough. Is it true? You asked yourself this question, Lauren, and you came up with the answer. The answer is, I am good enough. And so then we have to step into that power and learn to move forward. And you've written a book called Go With Your Gut. So I'm curious to know how that title was born and what that means to you, because I'm hearing a little bit about that letting go of what you know to be not true and not serving you anymore and following your instinct into Trinity's point, stop being afraid of your greatness. How did you do that? And what, what does this phrase go with your gut mean to you? So it originally started with the title of The Road Less Traveled because I was thinking, okay, I'm going on this journey to do this and it's hard, it's terrifying, and I don't care if it's hard and terrifying because I want it that bad. So I'm going to take the damn less traveled road and I'm going to figure it out, whether it be reprogramming, whether it be figuring out who is the right people to be in your circle and being okay with that flexing, whether it be finding the right mentors in all aspects of life, somebody to go to and say, you know, here's what I'm going through. What can you tell me about where you've been with this? Whether it be faith, because I have a lot of that going for me. And I've learned to lean on that really strong because A lot of this is an individual mental battle and Mm -hmm. it takes something bigger to say, where am I supposed to go? Mm -hmm. And I kept kind of getting this fear of, can I do this? All the things that said, stop. And every time I would feel that, that nervous sinking feeling, but that excited feeling, I would feel that. And I learned to say, okay, this is what fear feels like today. 
Mm. But what would happen if I did it anyway? What would mm-hmm. happen if I wanted it bad enough? Because it's a Tony Robbins thing to say, is the pain of staying here greater than the pain of going and doing the growing and moving? Yeah. And that's stuck in my head to say, I'm miserable here. I hate this. So I'm going to go through the pain of growing because no matter where it is, it's better than where I am right here. That's right. That was a recurring thing. And I figured out that the more I caught the negative thoughts and learned to shift it into, yeah, you can do it, Lauren. You can figure out how to write the book. You can figure out how to build the website. You can figure out how to anticipate the rejection of when you send those pitches out and say, I want to come speak at your conference Mm -hmm. and say, I can do that because I've been here. I've been through it. And the more I felt that nervousness in my gut and I did it anyway, the more I was just like, oh, damn, yeah, I can do this. Like I'm making progress and people are relating to me and telling me how good I'm doing and telling me, keep going with this because you're headed somewhere, you're going somewhere and you're on to something. And that's what I think courage honestly is Lauren. Yeah. It's, it's not being unafraid. You know, we're going to be afraid to do the big things. We're going to be afraid Mm -hmm. to do the stuff that's hard, but it is doing it in the face Yes, it is doing it with that little gnawing thing inside of your gut Mm -hmm. and stepping out anyway. Yes, it drives me nuts when people say, go be fearless. Cause I'm like, no, no, no. If you're not doing things that make you a little nervous. And if you don't have that fear somehow that gets you nervous, excited, if I don't feel that it ain't big enough. Yeah. And I love this idea of listening to your body. And Trinity and I have talked a lot on this podcast about using your feelings as a compass. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of things that really stood out to me is that you felt like where you were wasn't the right thing. You felt like the direction that you were taking this book wasn't the right direction. You could feel that. And I, I hear now the title coming through this go with your gut is because you were using your gut as sort of your moral compass here. This is not where I'm meant to be. This is not what I'm supposed to do. And then also you kind of channeled that emotion and you leveraged it in a positive way to help you move beyond the fear and the pain of being stuck because you could see what was on the other side of that. You knew that you had to move through that fear and pain, but you use that instead as a catalyst to get you to the other side. And that is really, really powerful. Yes. If you can embrace that mindset of, okay, this is scary. Here's, here's where fear is coming in today. Here's where my limiting mindsets are playing with me today. How do I use that to move forward? Mm -hmm. Because I used to let it hold me back every time. I can tell you every season of life, there will be those hard things. There will be those new seasons where you have to say, what does this look like for me now? Is this the right direction? I've talked to a couple of people that would say, well, my kids left and now I don't know 
who the hell I am. What am I supposed to do? Because my identity has been wrapped up in that so much. Mm-hmm. When that season's over and done, I still want to have something for me. Even if moving away from the group of friends that you've been BFF with for a long time, because this new thing is feeling really good. And these are the people that I now find my energy with or, right. right? Well, and that's the hard part, I think, right? Because, I mean, we've talked a lot about, okay, using your emotions as this moral compass and how you were coming to this place where you knew in your gut, like, this isn't where I need to be. But a lot of women do this. You're right. A lot of women get their identity wrapped up in their lives, their careers, their kids, their spouse. And they suddenly come to this place, typically in midlife. And we're like, I don't know who I am anymore. So I would Mm -hmm. love your opinion on what you advise your clients to do when they feel stuck in this place. They know their gut is telling them something or their emotions, they're feeling stuck. What do you do to help them vision? What is the wave of the future? Because I think a lot of us don't even know who we are anymore. So we don't have that answer in our heads. We don't know what we're meant or being called to do. And so how do you help women find what is their purpose and what is their direction? First, it starts with keeping an open mind, having that open mindset of, I could start something new. It's not too late to do that. I could learn something new. Um, I want to start learning a new language. I want to start this new exercise thing. I want to start a damn business. I Mm -hmm. want to fill in the blank. And it takes a little bit of time on your own and it's kind of crazy to see where that can take people when you say, okay, I'm open to whatever it looks like. I honestly, I've never been a writer. I don't have a background in speaking. I don't have a background in IT to develop my own website and do that or marketing or anything like that. But you know what? The more I just dove into it, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's something Mm -hmm. different. It's a new challenge. And it's something for me. And that could look different for everybody. What sounds fun? What do you see while you're just, you know, sitting somewhere, people watching or going somewhere or just out in public? Mm -hmm. What do you see and say, well, that looks fun, but I could never do that. Uh, Take the, I can't do that out of there and say, okay, let's see where it goes. Because the more you can be open to that and have something for yourself. You have that time, you can build that identity and it is yours. It doesn't matter what anybody else wants yeah. you to do. It doesn't matter what your kids think. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks because it's right. you. I love that idea of just trying new things. And I think yeah. sometimes, you know, we're afraid that, oh, to your point, what if I can't do it? And at the end of the day, you'll figure it out, right? If it's something that really you are passionate about and guess what, if you start doing it and you find that you don't enjoy doing what it is that you've set forth on this path, then you can always make a different choice. And I think that's the funny thing about life. And, and I feel like people feel as though they're making these lifetime decisions forever. When in reality, you know, we started this podcast. Will this continue to propagate itself? I hope it does because I'm having a great time doing it. But maybe someday we'll find that we're over it (laughs) and then we take a different path and we do something new. And I think that people are afraid to try multiple different things and 
maybe you succeed and maybe you don't succeed. Maybe you don't love it. Then, you know, it's always a new choice and there's no, nothing lost except only gained if new, you know, new knowledge of yourself or a new experience. Yeah. And I think that's such a big thing to embrace is the fact that even if something doesn't work out, it's going to lead you somewhere that does. And that unknown piece is terrifying, especially I think the older we get, because I don't have as much time as I used to. So I don't want to waste it. And instead of thinking you're wasting it, Mm -hmm. enjoy where you're at, enjoy the learning piece, because otherwise it's going to pass you by whether you're there or not. I would say all of this boils down to that thought that you just brought forward that Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't work out, it's going to lead you to something else that does or to something else that can. And as we wrap today's episode, I think that that is the predominant thought that I would love to leave everyone out there with. Ladies, even if you think you can't, even if you are afraid of who you might be and how you might show up. Yeah. It is simply this idea of taking that next step. No matter how afraid you are of that next step, no matter if you like me will fall on your face in that (laughs) next step. It is in the getting up Mm. that you learn what in the hell you are really made of. It is in the getting up that shows you a new vision and a new direction for where you want to go. Shelby. Yep. Yes. You are just so spot on, right? I couldn't say it better. And Lauren, it's just been such a pleasure having you come on the podcast today to share with us your journey, because it sounds like it's been a great journey and that you've learned a lot just by going with your gut and listening to what your body, your mind is telling you and using that as your moral compass to really try and figure out who you are. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. And we'll definitely guide our audience and put the book, the name of the book in the show notes, go with your gut, then keep going and the podcast as well. And is there any other parting words that you'd like to leave our audience with, or maybe tell us where we can find you otherwise? Absolutely. So honestly, the biggest thing I usually tell people is it doesn't matter where you are in life or what you, what you're doing, what's going on, just being able to listen to what that gut says and follow it because I've never been led wrong by going with it. Even if it's scary, you can always find me on my website. That is live life with Lauren.com or Facebook is living life with Lauren and my Instagram, which I post a lot of things on is uh, Lauren. Well, Lauren, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today to our listener out there who is feeling stuck just like you were at some point. Get 
go with your gut, <laughs> go with your gut girl and uh, check out Lauren's podcast. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being here today. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lauren. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That conversation with Lauren was so full. Yes. I mean, chock full <laughs> of amazing <laughs> tips and recommendations. Mm -hmm. And there are so many that stood out to me, but I think that Lauren echoes the sentiment that we continue to come back to, which is that we women tend to get stuck because we spend a lifetime assuming the roles and doing the things that we think we are supposed to be or do. Yeah, and we get yes. stuck in these everyday rituals and we forget who we are as individuals. And I love Lauren's recommendation that we just need to open our minds mm -hmm. about where our gut is taking us and what gives you fire and energy at this stage in life, regardless of this internal or even external opposition. Absolutely. And I loved Lauren's just position around journaling. She is a huge advocate of journaling, of writing out what you can't figure out in order to help you with forward momentum. And this yes. will begin to help you change your daily habits. Yes. Go get your, what is it? Your 99 cents? Your crust and dust in 99 cents. Indeed. And, you know, I don't know if our listener out there knows this, but I have just started to go back to therapy and Lauren is such a profound believer of therapy. And yet there is a stigma yes. about going to therapy. Like you go because you're broken or something's wrong with you. But I have found it to be so healthy and so refreshing. And it's something that she advocates because it helps you to start to tune into what is your body telling you? What are your emotions telling you? And really to unpack that and get to the root cause. Absolutely. And the key is the ability to know yourself. Yes. What are the stories that you're telling yourself? What's the impact that these stories are having on you? Yes. And then you dig into that root cause yeah. behind your mental stories. And, you know, I'm with you, girl. You can yes. knock that shit out in therapy. Do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then it's about being open-minded to new possibilities. I think we get stuck in life because we're afraid to try something new. But girl, there is, there's nothing wrong with just getting out there and learning a new language or trying something that you've never done before. Whatever, um, right? Whatever. But it's never too late to make a change. Absolutely. So... What changes do you want to make out there this week? What new possibilities do you want to be open to? What stories are you telling yourself that you know you would like to shift? We would like to hear from you. And we would always like you to know that we are there with you doing this work. You're not doing it alone. So ladies, thank you for your time today. Thank you to Lauren for her time today. And baby girl, we cannot wait to see you next week when we get back together again for one more round in the middle.